In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O oh, Chaplain Cal, the nurse at the hospital said, could you put on your nicotine dependency hat for a little bit and go in and talk to the guy in room two? His doctor really wants him to quit smoking. He's got COPD. Sure, I said, I could do that. The very next day, another nurse on another floor said, Oh, Cal, how about you put your chemical dependency hat on and go talk to the girl in room 23? She has overdosed on heroin and she needs somebody to, to talk to her about her addiction. I said, yeah, no problem. Two weeks later, I got a call from the geriatric psychiatry unit and they said, there is an, uh, an elderly woman over here who wants to talk to an ordained minister. She doesn't want one of these chaplain interns. She wants an ordained minister. I said, fine, I'll be over in a half hour. These are examples of different personas that I had at the hospital. It doesn't mean that I'm multiple personality. Uh, I'm not Sybil. Uh, what it means is that I have different functions uh, that I can do according to what is needed. And this is what Holy Trinity Sunday is all about. It is trying to understand the three personas, the three persons in one God. And it's a difficult thing. Uh, Martin Luther one time said, to deny the Trinity is to endanger your salvation. To try to understand the Trinity is to endanger your sanity. So it's a difficult thing, but as close as we can come is looking at these three persons, these three personas in the way that I just told you. So Tertullian was one of the church fathers who came up with that term, personas, in 220 A.D. And what he was relying on was the fact that people understood the Greek tragedies and the Greek plays where somebody would come out with a mask over their face and they would be one persona, then they would go backstage, they would put a different mask over their face, and they would be a second persona, maybe go back, put a third mask, and they were a third persona. It was the same actor, but it was three different personas that he or she was playing at that time. And that's about as close as we can come to the, to the Holy Trinity. Uh, you won't find that word, Trinity, in the Bible, by the way. You won't find the word triune in the Bible either. So if you've been frustrated trying to find it, it's not in there. It's not a biblical word. The Trinity and the triune concept, three persons in one God, that is a church concept to try to help people understand this, which is, at, at best, difficult. So the personas was a way to try to have, have people picture this, that there are different functions that God has. And he does that because we need different things at different times. So there is God the Father. And all of these different uh, persons in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they are all written about in our major symbols, that is to say our creeds. So in the Nicene Creed, you have a large section about the two natures of Christ, that he is true God and true man. That was because of the Arian controversy. Arian was trying to say Jesus wasn't really God. He was just kind of like God. No, Athanasius said in the Nicene Creed. No, he really is truly God and truly human. And uh, then the uh, Apostles' Creed, it talks about all three persons of the Trinity. What are their functions and how do they come to be and so forth. 
and the Athanasian Creed deals much more uh, also with the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. So all of these different personas or persons are important to us. God the Father is the creator and he is the preserver. God is the one who created all of us, who created everything with a word, who made everything and pronounced that it was good. God is the one who made us special, that we are part of him and he is part of us. He cannot stop loving us because we are part of him and he is part of us. God is the preserver as well that despite all of our attempts to ruin God's creation and wreck the earth, God still has in place things that restore the earth. God, the creator, is the one who always is bringing growth and uh, making things live and become healthy again and be restored again. That's God, the creator, and God, the preserver. He's the one who loves us beyond anything we can imagine. The second person of the Trinity is Jesus, and he is the Redeemer. He is the one who was willing and humble and was able to come and be not just with us, but be us. He was truly a human being. He truly knows what it is to go through what we go through. Jesus, as the Redeemer, is the one who was able, that word means to buy back. He was able to buy us back in closeness to our relationship to God the Father. Jesus is the one who shows us what God's attitude is. If you want to know who God is, just watch what Jesus did and watch uh, how he went about things, and you'll know who God is. Jesus, the one who hung out with people that other people wouldn't hang out with, who accepted people who were down and out and lowly and sinners, public sinners. Jesus, who took time for widows and orphans and sick people. Jesus, who understood even the, one, even the ones who were crucifying him to ask God to not let that be held against them. They don't know what they're doing. Jesus is the very essence of how we understand God. If we want to know who he is, we just watch what Jesus did and how he went about things. Jesus, the Redeemer. And the third person of the Trinity, of course, is the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. That is God's Spirit. And the Holy Ghost is the one who is the sanctifier. He is the one who keeps making us holy. Uh, not in the sense of, you know, our nose up in the air and we're, oh, we're so holy. But in the sense of that we understand that God is important and that we are His and that our faith in Him is everything. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings us to faith. In fact, we couldn't even have faith. We couldn't believe the good news about Jesus Christ were it not for the Holy Spirit working faith in our hearts. The Holy Spirit, the sanctifier, the one who helps us to become better and better Christians. The Holy Spirit is the one that nudges us to do anything that is good. Every time we have an impulse to do something that is good, when we decide to come to church on a Sunday morning, at some time when we maybe can come to church on Sunday mornings, the Holy Spirit has already been there nudging us to do that. When we are moved to help another person and be selfless, the Holy Spirit has already been there in our hearts to help us to do that. Nothing good that we do comes except from the Holy Spirit. No talent that we have is there except with the Holy Spirit. If you can play the organ, 
that's the Holy Spirit. If you can sing, that's the Holy Spirit. If you're organized or good with numbers, or if you understand technology, all of that, it all comes from the Holy Spirit. There's nothing that we have or can do that isn't first from the Holy Spirit. Ultimately, when we look at the Holy Trinity, what we see is love. God loves us enough that he created us and he preserves us and he cares about us and wanted a way back to be close to us. His son, Jesus, carried that plan out, the Redeemer, and he was the one who came and bought us back and showed us God's great love. The Holy Spirit is the one who allows us to believe that that love is for us and that love is, uh, is as great as it actually is. So all of these things we talk about today, this is Holy Trinity Sunday. It's a tough concept, as Martin Luther said, and yet it's an important concept. Today we celebrate the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.